Well, welcome back to the Miss Independence podcast. And for the first episode ever, I am shooting live from Montana. You know, Yellowstone and huckleberries, mountains, all great things. And it's so good to be back. It was a great break, but it was really fun to drive through and see all the horses. And I have a bunch of different animals at my dad's house. We have goats and kittens and dogs and we have a whole farm. So it was fun to see them. And one of the cats, Tinker, that I just really love. I'm not really a cat person, but I love Tinker. And he um, was so excited to see me. I have not unpacked my suitcase yet. And he has been sleeping in my suitcase for the past two days. So anyway, it's good to be home. I'm really excited. And in today's episode, I think we're going to talk about hitting the reset button. Um, Because I think that that's really important for anyone, but especially when you have a chronic illness and a disability and really honing in on routine and just life struggles. There's a lot going on when you have a chronic illness or disability. So being able to take a step back and hit the reset button and really kind of evaluate what works and what doesn't is really going to be beneficial for your life. So in today's episode, I plan on giving you guys a couple tips on how you can do this effectively, and I'm hoping that it works. Um, And uh, just a few announcements. I have decided um, to do a little shift for this podcast. When I first started this podcast, I really kind of wanted to have a goal of putting out an episode every week. But I did not know how much time and effort and energy goes into an episode, which obviously I don't mind doing. I love hard, good hard work, and I'm a very determined person. But I also want to make sure these episodes are very beneficial to you guys, and I'm putting out, you know, exceptional content. So I think I'm going to split these uh, episodes into seasons, and um, we're going to do a season each season. So we're going to do a season in the fall, a season in winter, a season in the spring, a season in, excuse me, summer. Um, and I'm going to do about eight to ten episodes. So that way, the, um, and I'm going to try to have each season be a theme. Um, and then um, that way we can just get exceptional content. And I really just want you guys to be able to come away from these episodes to have Trips, tips and tricks. Um, so I have a few more episodes lined up for this season, and I think I'm going to try to do it um, through September and at least October. And with September being National Hydrocephalus Association Month, I definitely want to make sure that I'm doing the episodes to, you know, advertise for that and um, just to, you know, keep with that. So, but I'm really excited about this new platform. I was kind of nervous at first because I was like, well, if I'm not putting out an episode every week, no one's going to listen. But once I get started to think about it, it's like, you know, if those episodes are really, you know, amazing and have great content, people are going to want to listen. So I think that this is just the better way to go. And I will, um, I have a few other tricks and tips and tricks up my sleeve that I'm not going to uh, do just yet, but um, announce just yet. But I just wanted to let you know that that's kind of the direction the podcast is going to be going. So I'm really excited, and hopefully you guys, that excites you guys, and um, yeah. So anyway, without further ado, like I said, today we're going to talk about hitting the reset button. So um, I'm excited. Okay, like I said, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about hitting the reset button. 
And like I said, hitting the reset button when you have a disability or chronic illness is so important because it allows you to really evaluate what is working in your life and what is not. And when you're dealing with a disability or chronic illness, maximizing all those resources and your energy and anything that kind of contributes to your life is really beneficial and it's just going to enhance and level up your life for sure. So I kind of want to talk about how I did a reset in these last few months. Um, I decided to do that trip down to Georgia to spend time with my aunt and her family and volunteer and do some equine therapy. Um, Well, I kind of just volunteered at the barn. I wasn't doing the equine therapy. But anyway, um, I, you know, I just kind of felt like I was in a place where I needed to hit the reset button. I needed to take myself out of my situation and really just kind of evaluate what I wanted and when I went back uh, what was going to work for me and what was not and I uh, kind of asked my aunt to come down and I got to spend an entire summer with her and get to know her a little bit better and it was really fun like I said she has a like she said in her interview she has a background in uh, nursing. And so it was kind of fun to have somebody who I knew, knew what I was going through and to have that, the ability and the knowledge to help support me over the last few summers, uh, was amazing. So anyway, while I was down in Georgia, you know, Georgia, you know, I wanted to be able to come back up to Montana and, um, have like some resources set up and, you know, a routine and all that kind of fun stuff so that I wasn't, you know, so that I was coming back into a little bit different of an environment. I think that that's really important when you're hitting the reset button. Before you kind of dive into what you would like to do, it's really important to make an action plan. And like I said, evaluate what is working and what is not. So uh, that could be a routine or a, uh, you know, relationship or certain beliefs um maybe there are certain conversations that need to be had um I think that being able to take an inventory of things you know you're gonna need to do when you go back into that situation uh whether it be going to a different place or a new business venture or um a um something at work it's really important to know what is working when with you and what is working for you and what is working against you and how can you take the things that are kind of working against you or maybe just not working in your favor and tweak them so that they can be the best possible the best possible situation for sure communication is the second tip that I would like to share I think communication when you have a disability or chronic illness is so vital to have with your treatment team members whether that be your professor at college if you're in college or your doctors or your parents or your siblings or you know if you have a caretaker that's not a family member you know it's really important to be able to have open and honest communication about what is working and what is not and being able to tweak uh, things where you can and even if the this specific person you know like let's say you're not having issues with um your caretaker, but you, they help assist you in other areas, such as maybe talking with your family or taking you to doctor's appointments. And there is an issue there. You definitely want to make sure that you're communicating with them because they're going to be able to assist you and help you in having those conversations. Also, you know, if you're having 
um, if you would like to have a conversation with multiple team members, but not um, necessarily all of them, just make sure that you're scheduling a meeting where they can all be involved so that that way they're getting the exact same information and that you don't have to repeat yourself. Because sometimes when you repeat yourself, you are unintentionally giving different information and you want to make sure that everyone is on the same page. So I think having that open and honest dialogue and knowing who needs to be involved in the conversations is going to be very vital. And it really enhances your opportunity to evaluate your life and communicate and be able to make the changes you would like to see. And also along with that, you know, when you are communicating with your treatment team members, they're able to come up with fresh new ideas about things that maybe you didn't think about. So if you were to just not communicate those things and just kind of navigate this on your own, you might be missing an opportunity to level up your life. Or maybe it's a new therapy or uh, social outings that they're aware of or a new medicine that might help you with your anxiety. So I think it's really important to be open-minded about the resources and opportunities others can provide for you. Even though as somebody with a disability, I like to be very independent. The last few months, I've noticed what um, a help it's been to have people all on the same page and really working with you in your best interest to allow um, opportunities to grow and be able to enhance your life. The next thing I would like to talk about is the importance of self-care. I think self-care is so vital when we're talking about hitting the reset button and kind of restructuring your life because it really nurtures your well-being, whether that be in your career area or your social or your mental or emotional or physical. I think that having self-care and being aware and implementing it regularly into your routine is very beneficial. So self-care is really all any kind of activity that enhances your life uh, in a beneficial way. So that could be working out, talking on a phone, talking to, on the phone with a friend, uh, taking yourself out maybe for some one-on-one time for yourself. It could be going to a doctor's appointment. It could be going to therapy. It could be riding horses and taking up an, a hobby with either by yourself or your friends. They're really self-care, really just any activity that enhances your life. So I you know, one of the suggestions I would make is to be able to sit down and really think about ways in which you are currently taking care of yourself and some ways that uh, you would like to implement new strategies to take care of yourself uh, going forward. So make a list and then I would... Um, Really kind of evaluate what would need to happen in order for those uh, new systems to be implemented. So if there are people you need to contact to help you be able to achieve those things or, uh, again, the conversations you need to have, um, I would just make a note of that and really kind of set up what you want, you know, this experience to look like. Maybe it's going to a yoga class or taking a cooking class once a month and maybe you need your caregiver to go with you because you don't drive or you just need that emotional or steam support because maybe cooking freaks you out. You know, we're all going to have different experiences, even though we all have uh, chronic illness or disabilities. It's um, important to recognize that we're all going to have our own experiences too. Uh, so what, what might look like self-care to you might not look like self-care to someone else. So really being able to uh, know your limitations and 
what's going to work for you and what's not going to work for you when implementing these routines is going to be very beneficial. But I think about self-care is so amazing. And when I was down in Georgia, um, we had a community pool, which I just love. I think that that's so cool. Obviously, up in Montana, that's not really a thing. But we, so I would go to the pool every once in a while. I had my caretaker while I was down there. She was amazing. Uh, And I just loved having that outlet. So after I was done volunteering at the hospital, I would go with her and she would take me grocery shopping and help me with my hair and cooking dinner and making sure I had food for the week. Just all that kind of fun. uh, Well, I don't know if it's fun, but all that kind of necessary stuff to be able to take care of yourself. Uh, And sometimes we need support in helping do that. So I think, you know, again, like those were some of the things that I did to take care of myself. And I also think it's important to recognize that self-care isn't always fun, Uh, whether that be a hard therapy session or a hard conversation with a family member or maybe working out isn't your thing. At the end of the day, you're going to be glad you did it. When you look back, um, even though it was hard, you know that it, benefited you and being able to you know say hey like I this isn't really my favorite activity uh so for example eating vegetables is something that I just need to be a little bit better about and is it my favorite thing to do no but is it necessary for me to have a better health and a more uh sustained diet yes absolutely so it's um when you look at that you know I recognize that I like sweet potatoes and tomatoes and cucumbers and there are a lot of vegetables I do like like liked like um but also with that I recognize there are some vegetables that I need accommodations for so for example carrots and broccoli and cauliflower I can eat those vegetables but they need to be uh cooked because otherwise they're too hard on my throat and um I can have trouble swallowing so um, I can, from time to time, I'll occasionally choke on things uh, because of the aspiration in my throat and my eso- uh, the malfunction of my esophagus. Um, it, you know, so being aware of that and just having to um, be careful when I eat and knowing what I can and can't eat and what um, accommodations, you know, like I said, to be able to enhance that nutritional diet. Also, I have a gluten intolerance and a dairy intolerance. So navigating that can be very stressful. And again, I think that that's where like the anger, maybe definitely frustration come in because um, there are a lot of things I like to eat and a lot of things I feel like I'm missing out on. So having that, um, you know, kind of resentment or whatever you know you can have that it's you definitely should feel all your emotions but at the end of the day you have to do what you have to do right so I think self-care is really about being honest with yourself and doing things even if you don't want to do them but also making sure that you have time for doing things you do enjoy and that does count as self-care so those are some of the things that I did when I was down in Georgia um up here you know I definitely want to continue the horse therapy that I was doing I did that once a week I I don't think I mentioned that, but once a week, I got to go hang out with horses and uh, feed them and watch the riding lessons that the kiddos were having. And it was really fun to be able to do. So I did that um, a handful of times when I was down there. And lucky for me, I have horses about 10 feet from my yard um, that are ours. 
So um, I'm really excited to be able to kind of get into that a little bit more. And I'm going to look at some equine therapy up here. And I think that that's just going to be so amazing to be able to have something to look forward to on a routine basis. Um, that's also important is uh, self-care is something that you should do on a routine basis. It's not a, a here and there kind of thing, even if it's small, even if it's, I personally like to make my bed. That's like one small promise to myself that I do like to do. Um, is it going to look the best? No, but it's something that I know that I did. It's one th that one thing I accomplished in the day. So again, self-care is really important when you're hitting the reset button and it's very vital to be able to continue to take care of yourself. And there are a million ways that you could take care of yourself. And actually, as I'm sitting here doing this episode, I think the question for this week is going to be, what do you do or what would you like to do to enhance your self-care? So I'm really excited to hear what you guys do to take care of yourself. And um, I am looking forward to those answers. Our next tip is going to be using the motto, out with the old, in with the new. And this can apply to anything in your life and talking about you know, if there's like certain people or, you know, a job or a dietary, you know, habit that needs to be tweaked. It's really looking, again, using that inventory and taking that list of things that aren't working for you and replacing them with new habits. Because I think that when you just kind of nix out the old and don't replace them with anything new or beneficial to you, that's the other key thing is that it should be beneficial, not just new. Uh, it really kind of forces you to go back into those old patterns. And that's not going to help or get you the desired outcome that you would like. So by having a new routine, and I could come up with a million examples. It could be a new uh, fitness routine, a new dietary restriction or habit, um, relationships, a new bedtime routine. Uh, it's really about being able to focus on the new and the positive of what the new routine is going to give you. So uh, one example I have down there is being for breakfast when I was down in Georgia, we mostly did protein shakes and protein bars and they were um, healthy and there was something that I could just sip on during the day or eat and then I would be good to go for food and it allowed me to um, make healthier choices and it uh, accounted for my dietary restrictions because I have dietary restrictions to gluten and dairy. So it allowed me to be able to get the dietary supplements that I needed and, but still be able to, you know, eat and have a yummy meal. Um, but for the smoothies, we did fruit and uh, protein powder and some almond milk again, because of the dairy, dairy restriction. And then, um, for the protein bars, we just found some, at, um, uh, the, one of the grocery stores down there. So they're really easy. You can go down to the health store and pick, a, you know, pick a protein bar that you think you might like and try it. And you can always switch it out, right? You don't have to stick with the same thing. Again, out with the old, in with the new. And so um, we did that. And then we had some protein powder that we got. Um, you can get that by like the gallon or like a box or not box, but like, a um, you know, like the oatmeal, ochre, how it comes in that like circle box so if you could get one of those um containers that's the one i was looking for and um you can just put your protein powder in the shake and then make your shake and then you're good to go for your day so i think by doing that it really allowed me to have that nutrients and 
um, be, you know, have a healthy food and really something to um, nourish myself with and make sure I was getting all the vitamins. And another thing we did was um, I like to eat large portions and I have a very small stomach. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but your stomach is as small as your, or as small or as big as your fist. So if you make a fist right now, that's as big as your stomach. And uh, your stomach, you know, is a body part and it needs to be able to function well. And if you're eating too much, it can't necessarily process all the food like it's supposed to. So by uh, redoing your portion sizes, which is something that we talked about down there, it can be really beneficial to um, do that and, um, you know, really eat. And maybe like you eat some of your dinner and then come back to it. That's one of the things we talked about was um, you don't have to necessarily eat things in one setting. Um, sometimes it's good to just let your um, stomach rest. And the last thing we did kind of in terms of health was talk about uh, the importance of vitamins. So I got myself some vitamins that you can um, find at any health store or the grocery store. And I just incorporate those into my diet and I eat them in the morning when I take my other medicine. So that, again, is another or another pathway to uh, nutrition. So that's all health-focused and, and routine-focused. We talked about um, we uh, the hobbies and stuff. And so I, you know, I am somebody who likes to be on my phone a lot. And um, it's kind of just a distraction for me. So one of the things that I'm going to try to implement here, and when I do that, I tend to spin. Um, so when I do that, I think that I'm going to... Um, Try to find some ways up here that I can do better at focusing so I can find some other alternate activities so I'm not constantly on my phone. Uh, when I was down there, I started putting my phone on night mode so I wouldn't be getting notifications instantly. And that really helped me. I think that that's so nice. It eliminates a distraction and allows you to be able to um, focus and it just really helped me out. So I think that I'm going to continue to do that while I'm up here and getting settled back into my routine. Also, finding ways to not be on my phone as much. Um, but that, you know, those are just some things, you know, in with the old, or out, sorry, out with the old, in with the new, um, to be able to enhance your life and level it up. And um, yeah, I think that it's just so great to be able to do that. And it really helps to kind of refresh your life when you're having a new routine or a new experience or a new relationship. It really can help and be beneficial to recognize uh, where you're at. And yeah, so again, you know, just taking that inventory and looking at all the stuff that you're like, uh, this isn't working for me, in with the new, out with the old. So I think pretty sure I just said that backwards, but you get the gist. So yeah, that's just another tip to use and I hope it's beneficial. Making connections is so important when we're talking about hitting the reset button. We need to take an audit not only of it uh not only of activities or habits that are might hindering our life, but relationships as well. And that is really important because people can either drain you or they can add to your life. So people come into our lives and we come into other people's lives for either better or for worse. And we can contribute or we can contaminate and 
we, you know, we definitely want to be contributing individuals when we go into those relationships. We want to be the best version of ourselves and to show up for them. And sometimes when you have a disability or chronic illness, it can affect the way you show up in relationships. I know that that's true for myself. And there's like a lot of stigma around that because we might not be showing up in the ways that we want to show up, but we are truly, we are showing our true authentic self, which I think is so important when we're talking about relationships and disabilities and chronic illness. All we can do is be the best version of ourselves. And I think that by nurturing relationships or building new connections, it can really help us grow. So for example, when I went down to Georgia, I learned a lot about myself and how I went to the world and others. And I started this podcast, which was definitely a growing experience. And I think that taking the opportunities when you can to gain new experiences, not only lets you grow as a person, but again, like you can create new relationships. And I'm personally very extroverted. So I like relationships and meeting new people and having new experiences. And even if you're an introvert, it's still something that I would encourage you to seek out because this is going to help you build that support system that we've really talked about in this podcast. And I think that also it can nurture our souls when we have fulfilling relationships with other individuals because they can add to our life and we can add to theirs, right? So I think that building new connections, whether that be through, again, like I worked at the hospital and horse, you know, horse equine therapy uh, center. So just building new opportunities, it could be through work, through individuals, maybe there's programs for individuals with disabilities. And it's really about finding those outlets to make new connections. And then you build relationships and every relationship is going to have its ups and downs. And it's really all about working with others and identify, you know, communication and conflict resolution. And it's so, I just, for me, relationships are really important. And uh, we'll talk about this in a later episode, but there is this concept called the six basic human needs. And I'm not the one who came up with it. Um, this is through Thais Gibson at the Personal Development School, but she talks about the six basic human needs. And one of, or two of them are love and connection and then growth. And so those are ones that I've kind of been focusing on for these past few months. And I think that when we hit that reset button, we can look at our relationships and kind of do an audit, like we talked about with previously, the habits and our old belief system and shedding off the old and creating the new. And we want to make sure these relationships benefit not only ourselves, but the individual on the other end too. We want to be able to show up in the best way possible. So I think relationships are such a great tool to audit and be aware of when you're hitting the reset button and it can really help define your life and enhance your life. So I I just think relationships are amazing. But that could be cuz that could be cuz I'm an extroverted individual. Haha. <laughs> Another course important aspect of hitting the reset button is really taking another audit about your past. So I know I've been talking a lot about audits and personal reflection, and I just think that that in itself is very important, but really just looking at even your small wins. So, you know, making your bed when I, you know, celebrated a small win by being able to um, somewhat navigate the, you know, airport by myself, even though I had assistance. I was able to get off the plane and I met my dad and I was able to successfully find my luggage and 
I didn't have any hiccups like I did last time when I went to Georgia. Uh, last time when I went to Georgia, I had some bags lost. And fortunately, this time around, I got all my luggage back. So that was amazing. But, you know, that's definitely a celebrated win. And I think that it's really important to validate ourselves internally instead of looking for that externally first and then going internally. We need to have internal value, internal validation and then take that inwards and express it outwards for sure. Because I, no one can really show up for us 100%. We have to show up for ourselves. And so I think that, you know, whether it was that or just being able to be away from my family for four months was a really big step for me. I haven't ever done that. And so I really grew a lot this last four months. And I just want to, you know, I've been reflecting on a lot on that. And, you know, I think that when we have a disability or chronic illness, sometimes we can really box ourselves in about what we can can and can't do. And we definitely can't do a lot of things. Or there, let me rephrase that. There, you know, we definitely have our limitations for sure. But like we are capable, strong, resilient individuals. And we need to be able to validate that, right? You know, you can be resilient in one area and maybe needs to require support in another. But that doesn't mean you're not capable. And so for me, it's really all been about these last few months really validating my journey and my capabilities and my resilience and everything that goes along with that. Because I think that if you don't do it for yourself, no one can really do it for you. Or when they do do it, it's not as meaningful. You kind of have to fill up your own bucket. So I'm going to encourage you guys to keep a journal this week of all your small or your big ones too. Um, Whether that be you know, taking care of yourself when you usually don't or keeping a small promise to yourself or maybe it's a really big, maybe it's a really big win. Maybe you get a job or maybe you get your social security accepted. Um, but really just validation through the small wins and recognizing your growth is going to be very important. And I think that everyone, especially, especially who, people who deal with disabilities and chronic illness deserve to be seen and heard and understood and validated. But again, we have to be able to do that for ourselves. And last but not least, I really want to kind of end this episode by talking about the importance of remaining positive. And I know some of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, she did not just go there. But no, I did. Uh, for me, I know that a lot of the validation and the feedback I get is that I have such a positive personality despite my strength or struggles and my resilience. It's just overwhelmingly inspiring to others. And I think that that is something that makes me who I am. And I know not, I think it does. I know it does. And I think that for me, it's been so beneficial to really use that positivity and still be real, you know, like I'm not, I'm not encouraging you guys to not feel your emotions. That is so important. But, you know, we can either go into a situation and have a negative outcome and let it contaminate, or we can go into the situation and be positive and let's see how it, you know, unfolds. So I just think that when, especially when you're hitting the reset button and you're scared about what is coming, you know, like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going back to Montana. I, you know, I want my life to progress. Like I have certain things and goals I want to accomplish, but what is that going to look like, right? And so I have like some fear about that, but I know that, you know, I have a lot of people up here to support me 
And it's going to be such a great experience to come back here and really kind of just hit that reset button. I'm really looking forward to what the future has for me. And I know that it's going to be so great. And this podcast is going to continue to grow and the platform. And I know I'm going to build new friends. And I have, um, I work our, uh, I work our football games for our local college or university. And so I have my first game coming up next weekend. I missed a game because I was down in Georgia. But um, so I'm excited to see everyone there and maybe make some new friends. And I'm really just excited about where this is going to go. And I think that we can definitely have a positive frame attitude and still recognize our limitations. I think that those aren't uh, mutually exclusive. I think that, um, I think I said that right. Um, it's not one or the other. It's you can have both. So I think that I want to, again, encourage you guys to look at the positive and see, um, maybe outline some positives of your week this week or just in your journey and bring that with you as you hit the reset button. What is working? What has gotten you through the past and what have you learned? Who has been a positive influence on your life? Who has made you the person you are? So really focusing on the positive and looking at that with this looking at your future with that same kind of reframe is going to be very important. So those are kind of my tips and tricks for um, hitting the reset button. I'm so excited to be back in Montana, and I know that I have a lot to look forward to. Um, and I just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode, and I'm so excited to continue to do these episodes in this podcast, I, I just, again, want to thank you guys. And um, it's been such a great journey. And I can't believe we're almost at two months of me doing this. That's so crazy to me. Um, but it has been such a great journey. And that is mainly because of you guys. So thank you so much. And I will see you guys next week. Also, just a reminder, I know I'm coming at the tail end of the episode. But please make sure you submit your questions for that uh, season finale. Q&A. I'm so excited to answer your guys' questions, and I'm really looking forward to that episode. Thank you.